Hey guys, and welcome back. This is the fourth day in a row since I restarted. Uh, today is Wednesday, August 29th, 2018, and it is International Day Against Nuclear Tests. So uh, I think we need to make a day in the year for uh, International Day Against CERN, huh? You know, nuclear tests were... Real quick thing about nuclear tests. Um, have you ever seen the dude that invented the atom bomb speech on YouTube? You should just check that out. Type in guy who invented, I don't remember his name, but guy who invented atomic bomb speech. And there'll be one like one minute. I would go for the one minute one because that's just going to be his speech. Uh, it's pretty depressing, pretty sad. But, uh, you know, most scientists before they detonated the first atomic bomb, thought that once they detonated it, it was going to go up into our atmosphere and just, like, ignite the entire atmosphere and basically kill us all. And they, uh... They still went along with it, but, uh... It just pisses you off, because these people can do whatever the fuck they want, you know? You go, go to that CERN... And, uh, you know, that Mandela effect shit might be fake, but they have, like, they've confirmed they've created this new matter, black matter, and, uh, one drop of this black matter is, like, is more powerful than numerous nuclear weapons, so it's like, you know, they can just fuck with, I mean, essentially, they're, they're trying to create the, the Big Bang, inside of this little tunnel thing and they've got a couple of them throughout the world they're building another one that's in china that's going to be even bigger than the one in switzerland but uh you know they they have absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing so uh you know they can guess and estimate but they could kill us all so we need to definitely need to have a day to shut down cern so Let's jump into some birthdays today. First up, Joel Schumacher turns 78. You might know, might remember him as the guy who directed the second worst Batman, right next to Batman vs. Superman. Was the one with uh, all the great puns from the Governor, and uh, you know they threw just an ass ton of people in there. Had Jim Carrey as the Riddler. All sorts of shit, but uh, they had the nipple suits. That's probably what it was best known for. So, turning 78 today. Next up, we've got Leah Michelle. She's turning 32, born in 86, same as me. Another person doing better, way better in life than me, so let's give her a hand. You'd probably know her from, uh, she is Rachel Berry on Glee never seen Glee, but that was the biggest thing that I could find that she was in, so, yeah, let's give her a round of applause, she's doing better in life than I am, so, she's obviously doing something right, her parents threw her into acting when she was really young, uh, let's get into some history through, today throughout history, first up, in 1831, Michael Faraday discovers electromagnetic induction. So I'm pretty sure, well, he was the dude that uh, created the Faraday cage. So that cage that, uh, you know, blocks out all the, uh, well, I guess electromagnet induction and then it blocks out the radio waves. You can't, you put all your electronic shit in there for the 
solar flares, the EMP shit, all those preppers are after. Um, well, that's who invented the cage that uh, is going to save those preppers from the end of the world. So, Next up in 1869, we got the first mountain climbing rack railway. And this opened up in Mountain Washington Cog Railway. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, a little little track on our way to progress there. And then, uh, speaking of progress, in 1997, Netflix, uh, it launched in 1997, August 29th. So, uh, yeah, that's crazy. I remember when DVDs were coming out. I remember in, like, 1999, we still didn't have a DVD player yet. And I was at my cousin's house, and they had a, had a DVD player. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. I remember when that shit was big. And then, you know, uh, I always liked VHS better than, better than DVDs. VHS and tapes, you know, they just came out with this track skip selection on tapes and VHS. And then we went to these DVDs and, I mean, th- those things would scratch constantly. You'd never be able to watch your shit. You know, watch it a couple times and then it would be too scratched. It'd be skipping and shit. But uh, those tapes, man, they were pretty bulletproof. You could fucking drop that thing, throw it in a damn drawer with a bunch of random shit, and it would still work. One time we had tapes fuck up on us was, uh, we had our our tape case um, next to a window. We lived in L.A., so, you know, it gets pretty hot. But uh, some of them warped, so... Yeah, but they were pretty old, you know, we were buying them from the thrift store, this was only six or seven years ago when that happened, so, let's uh, finish out the throughout history today, uh, we got 2005, Hurricane Katrina tears up the Gulf Coast from Louisiana to Florida, and that shit caused $125 billion in damage, $125 billion. And uh, it killed up to 1,836 people. So, yeah, uh, try to give them some remembrance today. Uh, I thought it was a little later in the year. I remember talking to my buddy in Christmas, and he was going up to Katrina to work there. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know it happened in August. I guess that would make sense. But my parents just recently moved from California to Florida right into, you know, the, right on the Gulf Coast, actually, right, uh, um, shit, I don't remember the name of the town, but it's on the, it's on the west side of the island, right in the Gulf Coast, down in the bottom, and, uh, yeah, I don't know why the hell you'd do that, man, we've been having these hurricanes like crazy, so, you know, the weather is changing, uh, scientists are finally starting to admit that, you know, we got poles shifting, And shit is just going crazy, you know, we're going to have climates, climates are going to change and these disasters are going to be a little bit more frequent. So speaking about that, uh, let's talk about some Yellowstone here. So I live in the kill zone and um, if some of you guys live in the kill zone, you should definitely, you know, at least monitor this stuff a little bit, but uh, I was watching some YouTube today, and we have quite a lot of changes going on in Yellowstone right now. So scientists, 
I have talked about how we had that uh, fissure open up, that 100-foot-long fissure in Yellowstone. It's one of the most popular parts. I don't really remember what where it was, but uh, one of the most popular tourist destinations. And uh, the geyser's been going off like crazy, and then um, we've been having a hell of a lot of earthquakes there. But uh, just recently, they've noticed that the water is starting to dry up. And that's something scientists told us not to worry about all that other shit until the water started drying up. But, uh, yeah, it's starting to dry up, and it's turning white because the limestone is melting in these aquifers and mixing in with the water. So, um, yeah, if you're in the kill zone, I would recommend watching Mary... Greeley, so that's M-A-R-Y-G-R-E-E-L-E-Y. She's on YouTube. She, her profile picture is of a cat, and the cat's wearing sunglasses with American flags in them. But, uh, yeah, she's not trying to sell you shit, you know? Uh, some of those YouTubers on there for Yellowstone that's, you know, trying to sell you their prepper bullshit and gold or whatever the fuck, you know? Uh, or just, you know, there's one dude on there that streams, like, every day, streams two hours long, and it's the same bullshit every day, but this Mary Greeley lady, I've been watching her for the past couple months, and, um, no sales pitches, you know, she gets into Christ is Coming stuff every once in a while, but other than that, it's pretty good content, and she is staying up to date. Um, she reads all the seismic activity and everything else that's going on over there. So check her out if you're in the kill zone. And uh, I am currently trying to move to Kansas because house prices are cheap and I don't want to be in the kill zone. So there are um, two, well, there's one, one highly expected um volcanic eruption that's going to come from Yellowstone from what I hear it's a there's an F7 which is what they think is likely the next one to happen and uh, that's still going to put the whole uh, the whole world into a volcanic winter for a while and um, I mean I would probably die in Utah you know Colorado Wyoming definitely uh, Idaho you know, all these places, I think even Oregon and Oregon and Washington are in the kill zone, but I, I'm pretty sure that they're expecting most of the ash to go east, so, um, but yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to get to Kansas to get the hell out of there, um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, watch, you know, just, just keep an eye on that shit, um, I got a brother... And my brother and his wife are both uh, geologists. They study, like, uh, arsenic and shit and water. But his wife goes up to uh, Yellowstone all the time to do these experiments and crap. So, you know, I've been sending him pictures of the kids and, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to put that in his head. I don't know if they take some sort of vow to keep the public from... Uh, you know, going crazy if there is some devastating shit that's about to happen, but I'm trying to keep in touch with him on a regular basis to make sure I don't gotta move away, you know, make sure he's not going on vacation for a month or, you know, moving, um, 
But he says it's fine, so right now I just gotta trust him. But let's get in today's into today's news. So first up, we've got five dead from an E. coli outbreak. So there's been an estimated 200 people that have gotten sick or at least went to the hospital uh, sick from E. coli where they've pinned it. And at least five of those people uh, have died from this E. coli outbreak. And this started, when did this start? I think it was March of this year, late, late in March. And um, they've recently, recently identified it coming from lettuce. So they've pinpointed this cattle feed farm near Yuma, Arizona. And apparently what's happening is there's this long irrigation canal and all the cattle are shitting and then the rainwater and sprinklers wash it down into this canal and then we suck that canal water up and spray our lettuce all over the place. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's this E. coli outbreaks all over the country and they, they've had a hell of a long and confusing road trying to pinpoint this shit. Um, but they, they finally think it is coming from a cattle farm, so I don't know if you got any lettuce around, you might want to double think about eating that or wash it really good. They're saying that they got most of the lettuce recalled, so should be fine, but man, all, all the time now we're getting these E. coli outbreaks and listeria outbreaks. I had, uh, at Smith's, the first time this shit happened, it freaked me out, but I got this huge, I was in the self-check, paid for my groceries, and then I got this huge receipt, and I looked at the top of it, and there was like this four to five inch long warning thing on my receipt, and it says, you recently bought a cliff bar that was laced with listeria, blah, 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 you can return this, and it's like, what the fuck, I ate that cliff bar the day I got it a month ago, what am I supposed to return this shit, um, but yeah, I didn't get sick, we, we had another one with, uh, I don't remember which cake company it was, but it was a pre-mix cake, that uh, we had bought the product from and it had or didn't have listeria but it was from the plant that was pumping out the listeria so thought that was kind of weird um let's get into our next bit of news here so do you got depression do you need some special k well apparently uh doctors have been uh prescribing low doses of ketamine for depression uh, depression patients, mainly for people who are suffering from extreme depression. They use the special K um, over drugs like Prozac because Prozac can take a couple weeks to kick in, but they'll give you a dose of nasal ketamine and that'll show results within hours. Um, but now they're finding out that the only reason this ketamine is working is because it activates the same uh, same opioid receptors that any other opiate or opioid would do, you know, Kratom, Oxycontin, uh, Fentanyl, Vicodin, Percocet, any of those. Uh, it's not as potent as that, but they're finding out that uh, you take this ketamine and the only reason it's helping your depression is because it's flooding your brain with dopamines. So they've tried to 
mix the ketamine with a drug that blocks your op opioid receptors, but they found that that has absolutely no effect on depression when they do that. So, you know, you're just getting a little uh, dopamine flush in the brain if, if you're on the ketamine. But uh, they're probably going to be recalling it, or not recalling it, but moving away from it because of that. Um, you know, because it's the, the opioid receptor part makes it so it's addictive. So your brain keeps wanting that reward system. So, yep, you're losing uh, another antidepressant. That probably makes something even worse that uh, a whole bunch of people go on shooting sprees like every other mass shooter. It's been on some sort of antidepressant, antipsychotic, you know. Well, we just legalize marijuana everywhere and get that over with. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got to say about that. Let's get into our last bit of news here today. We have uh, wildfires delaying crops. So all those fires in the West Coast. Um, they're affecting these farms in a big way. Uh, it blocks the sun, so a lot of this stuff isn't growing when the sun's being blocked by the smoke. And then in grapes, normally they're supposed to ripen on one side, but I guess the smoke, the sun is coming through the smoke and like sort of spreading out, and uh, it's making them ripe on both sides. At least I think that's how, how it is. I, I'm not... 100% sure on that, but I do know that the smoke getting into the grape leaves are going to leave the uh, leave all these grapes with a smoky taste, so I don't know, maybe that's a good thing, we'll see. The uh, one issue I didn't see them talking about, and this is a personal issue I had, but I owned a landscaping company back when I was in LA, and I, you know, I did this for five, six years, but... Uh, before I sold it when we moved here, but we had a huge fire over there and it brought a whole whole bunch of ash into where we were living. And I mean, this shit was like noticeable. Like it was all over the sidewalks and the road and like in the dirt, you'd see all this ash. It was pretty bad. But uh, with that ash came an ass ton of fungus in the grass. So you know, I mean, every one of my customers got at least a little bit of that fungus, so it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen with those uh, crops, you know, if these crops are going to get that fungus. I know it was a pain in the ass for me because, you know, most of my, not most, but, you know, like a quarter of my customers weren't willing to pay for the fungicide for this shit, so I had to front it out of my pocket because either they're, I mean, it was spreading like crazy. Their whole lawn was getting it. So if I didn't spray it with the fungicide, eventually all their grass would die and I would lose the account, period. But uh, also, too, you know, if you're mowing a grass with fungicide or with fungus in it, or insects for that matter, but if you're mowing the grass with fungus in it, if you don't wash all that shit off and you go to the next lawn, it's just going to bring that fungus right to the next lawn, so, yeah, that cost me, you know, a couple hundred bucks to get all that fungicide on those lawns, but, yeah, I don't know, we'll see if it, see if it has an issue with the, uh, with the crops, but, uh, give you a little quick tip from, you know, 
from a landscaping point of view, if you ever notice these yellow spots in your yard, the funguses or whatever, an easy way to tell, at least on the west coast of the country, the difference between a fungicide and an, or a fungus and an insect is normally the fungus, it'll look like the grass is dying in yellow, um, but the ground will be wet and the grass will be wet. But if it's an insect, those insects go and eat all the roots underneath the grass and it just dries the areas out. So all the grass will be dry and, you know, brittle and breaking and then the dirt dirt will be dry and sandy and uh, because there's no roots holding the moisture. So it just goes in there. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty easy way. You know what I would go with first to tell if you've either got a fungus or an insect, you know, so you're not dumping a whole bunch of money on that. Another big thing to remember is most of the fungicide can be cured with just the regular fungicide, like Scott's, that's what I use, the little orange bag, but, um, yeah, I mean, most of that will get taken care of with that stuff, but the insecticide, there's different, different types of this lawn insecticide, so, when I was back home in uh, California, I used to have to cut a little square out of the grass, and then I would shake it on a piece of white paper, and you would literally have to wait there for like five minutes, and eventually you'd start seeing these specks moving around. So there were these little microscopic insects that were eating the roots. But here in Utah now, They've got these big-ass grubs. We just had a bad case of these grubs over here. So, um, But that little tiny microscopic in insecticide that I was using back home does not kill off these grubs. So, you know, at first I was dumping my regular insecticide on it. It wasn't doing shit, so then I'm like, well, maybe Utah's got a different type of fungus. Start dumping that on there, and then it was getting even worse, and then I you know, looked into it a little bit more and found out it was those grubs, so. A little tip for all you homeowners out there or renters that are taking care of your lawn. Um, hopefully that helps someone out. But, yeah, that's about the episode for today. Not a whole lot going on. I've been streaming some Twitch uh, every night here playing Fallout, so... Yeah, I mean, right now, I just got accepted to Shutterstock, too. So I got a whole bunch of photos. I got a keyword and upload on there. But uh, we're trying to get an online income. Like I said, I'm trying to move to Kansas. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, share share this podcast and uh, go check out some other shit. You know, I'm ScottHay86 on Twitter and Instagram and ScottHay on YouTube. Uh, you know what my anchor... Well, you're probably not listening on Anchor. Most of my uh, most of my podcasts come from other. I get a couple from iTunes and Google, but I don't know where the hell all you guys are downloading most of my episodes. <laughs> um, but definitely leave a like and a review. You've listened for 24 minutes of me rambling, so you might as well just like and like and five star review. If it goes up to five, if it's ten, you ten star review and uh, spread the word. You can come check out some of my uh, some of my stock photos I'm putting up on Shutterstock. I got them going up on Instagram, and then like I said, I'm doing that Twitch. So, um, 
And then I run the Not So Healthy Vegan YouTube channel. So, Yeah, check me out. Please like and subscribe. And I will be back to you every day with more content. Because it is my goal to get the hell out of Utah. So I will see you guys later. And uh, you have a great day. And I will be back tomorrow, hopefully a little bit earlier. So, there you go. Take it easy.